Overcrest. I'm Chris. And I'm Jake. Great episode for you guys today. All kinds of shit went wrong. All, all the things are happening. <laughs> all the things are happening. Everything's going. The world is going to. My world is going to hell. I don't know if your world's going to it, hell. Yeah, I had things that didn't didn't go well this yeah, week. Yeah, it didn't go well. Didn't go well. Uh, <laughs> yeah, man. So the the M5, as we know, is is I want to sell it. Right. And things keep uh, breaking, but just like dumb things, like there's this little um cubby hole thing in the center console okay that just it's like a, if you had a if you were a doctor and you had a desk uh-huh. and you open it and close it it's got that you know you're talking a roll top desk roll top desk it's why got, do you have to be a doctor to own a roll top desk it seems like a doctory thing <laughs> or an engineering thing <laughs> okay okay does nikki have a roll top desk we do not own well, a then, roll top then desk everything's in question now <laughs> <laughs> everything's in question like what i don't understand like you don't go to the doctor's office and see an old school roll top desk well, not anymore, but I think at one point you probably Why? did. Because Why? Why is that it's your... Because you shut it and you can lock it. And so you have all your patient files in there and stuff. And you lock it. I'm making this up 100%. 100%. Yes, no. I'm pretty sure anyway, my grandparents had a roll-top desk my in their does. house. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Anyway, so there's like this So little, there's a roll-top desk in your BMW dashboard. <laughs> there is. Talk about grandpa car. So it's, a, it's like a little cubby. It's like three inches by three inches. It's yeah. worthless. Okay. And it's got this little slidey door that goes yeah. over it. I went and grabbed it the other day to like shut it because I keep a little bit of cash in there. And it's okay. just like broke in my hand. Like, Come on. This is dumb. And then uh, I was driving home and all of a sudden I started to feel a little weird in the suspension. Okay. You know, that kind of thing. Like, the rear Your left- sound effects today are on point. I know. The, the, uh, the, one of the rear shocks is blown. Oh, so I have to replace the rear shocks. See, the longer you own this thing, it's it's. Uh, well, that's with any car, right? If I any know. car with a hundred thousand miles on is going to need things, yes, right? It just correct. needs things. And the plan is to take and get a PPE pre-purchase and PPI. I had to sound out. I had to figure <laughs> what, out what's what the list. E uh, pre-purchase erogeny. I have no idea. <laughs> so we're going to get a pre-purchase inspection done on the car <laughs> to figure out what it needs because I want to fix everything before I sell it. I want it to be good to go. Yes, I that- want anybody to worry about it. Um, so now that is our, uh, one of our main family cars right now, right? Because the, uh, the wagon, Jesse's all track is now at the body shop Okay, because she got an rear ended on 35. Like there was another car that hit uh, a Chevy Tahoe. Okay. She was stopped. Another car hit a Chevy Tahoe, totaled the Chevy Tahoe, a Jetta hits the Chevy Tahoe, shoves it into her car. Okay. Bends the rear floor. The whole latch panel where the hat shuts so on and latches is So are they totaling bent. this thing? I don't know yet. We'll probably find out okay, next day Okay, so or two. this is, you just brought yeah. it there from yep. the tow truck saying. All the, the, the panel gaps on the bumper and the and the rear lights are all not, not right. Good. And the floor is bent right where the hat shuts. I would imagine that's probably a telltale sign that they have to total. And the, and the front bumper is also messed up. Oh, because she ended up hitting someone they, else. It then. shoved her. So this Jetta shoved a Tahoe into Jesse's car. Total the Tahoe. This is one of these things like 6,000 pounds. Yeah. <laughs> to move that into Jesse's car where it would do what it did and then push her into the car in front of her. Just imagine the forces. Wow. I mean, these things, we, we drive around. Was this like easy. on the freeway or something and she had to stop and someone was just hauling ass? And I, I can't really talk about the details because yeah, it's that, not me. I don't sense. really know. Yeah. All I know is that the car is toast. So just I just imagine how fast this Jetta must have been going. Yeah. And we when we drive around day to day, we're just driving around these little three, four thousand pound wrecking balls. Yes. And we don't realize the forces and the You're physics right. that are behind what we're doing and the physics that it takes to stop us and make us go and move these huge yeah. monstrous vehicles around. And when they come to a stop, I think it was Jeremy Clarkson that said it's not the speeding that kills you, it's the stopping. It's the sudden stopping. It's the sudden stopping. Yeah. yeah. So that thing's toast. So then now the M five is returned. It's like more uh, we got the car we got. Oh yeah. So you car, got a rental. Jesus, this thing is so lame. What you get? What's funny is I see this thing all over the place now that right. I have one as a rental. They're everywhere. Okay. Everywhere. What it is, is it? Uh, Equinox. Yeah, Chevy which Equinox. Which is like a little Tiguan crossover type of thing. <laughs> right. You know, and it has the dumbest thing on the shift now. <laughs> it is a volume control. No. I can't figure out what it doesn't shift. There's like a little It up doesn't and a down. shift. It's a little toggle it switch. It has to be a shift. It doesn't do anything. I push the button, nothing happens. Is there like, do you have to put it into like a manual I have mode? No idea. Does but it you, slide over? It might slide over. There's and then no slidey, slidey. There's no slide. Really? It doesn't slide over. This thing has uh, lane assistance. Yep. So Bumper cars. It's Usually, a lot of cars, they, they turn them off. Sure. Like if it, And it starts beeping if you stop paying attention. This thing, I just let go of the steering wheel. It just kind of like 
Yeah, no, it's like it, bumper cars. Yeah, it's just no, it's, no, like it's a bowling. bowling. Yeah, it's like <laughs> bumper bowling. Bumper That's bowling. It. Yeah, it just, just kind of like tunk, goes down tunk, the lane tunk, all the way down, tunk. and I don't have to drive it, right? Because it just bounces yeah. in between the Macan lanes. Macan has the same thing. I just, oh my god, is it just encourage people to drive? Like oh, hundred percent. Every safety feature or like driver aid you add to a car is just another excuse for people not to pay attention. Yeah. So that's what we got for a rental. I'm not sure what we're going to do. I really don't want the all track anymore now that it's, this has happened to it. Right. I don't I'm blame you. I sure hope it gets so totaled. we have to get something else and right. I don't know what to get. I thought, hmm. you know, Jesse likes wagons. Yes. You know, but uh, I was thinking maybe something different, maybe a Volvo V60. Sure. Or maybe an XC90, which is their yep. SUV. Yep. I like the Volvos. I like the I like the interiors. They're very they have simple. Great interiors. Very simple, uh, functional interiors, and obviously they're very safe. This kind of, you know, I'm glad my kids weren't in the car. You know, it's very, no it's very freaky when this happens, and and uh, she's in, she's a uh, slightly, she's injured. You know, so we're we're yep. dealing with that, and it's 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 a bummer. You know, that it's, is it's a, a huge real bummer. bummer. Anyway, so we got to figure out what car to get, and I don't right. know what to get. So maybe I'll go look at an, uh, a Volvo. You know, I I don't want a Tiguan. I don't want an Atlas. No. The Volkswagen Atlas, it doesn't tow anything. It's like Oh, a, really? No, it's based on the Tiguan chassis, which is based on... It's this oh. MQB stuff, right? Yeah, it's you're right. It's not a real... They're so big, though. It's not a real truck. They're massive. It's not a real truck. If it can't tow things, it's not a real truck. Yeah. I don't want it. That's massive, I don't care what anybody though. says. I don't care. It's not a real truck. The last... The, the, the Touareg 2, I would be interested in. Sure. But they're really overpriced. Yeah. I, I, actually, everything's... What do you think a uh, a new... What is the, the big Toyota truck? Not the uh, forerunner, the next one up. Oh, the whatever it is, the new the Toyota SUV Sequoia. No, that's the old one. Whatever the new Toyota Highlander or whatever the heck it is called, <laughs> this big. No, that's the the SUV, the big yes, one. Yes, I know. Guess what they cost right now? If you're going to go buy a brand new, one. oh, I don't know, eighty three thousand dollars. Wow, for a Toyota. Yeah, a Toyota. So all the prices are like up like twenty thirty percent, but the value of my car is up twenty thirty percent too. I paid. Uh, it was thirty grand, and then there was like seven thousand off because it was they're getting rid of the all track. So I got it for like twenty three plus. Okay, tax, and the Kelly Blue Book on it is twenty eight right now. Really? Yeah. So it's worth more than. Plus, I've been paying down on it, so there's right. some equity there. So I should be able to go get something. something. Yeah. We'll just. I don't. What know. about like an old Land Cruiser? I, would, that, no, would that be mom vehicle? There's no old that fits in with this. Just ah, the, the Jesse's gotcha. got it. The, the wife a, yep. mobile has to be something nice. I want her to reliable, have, reliable, no worries. If she gets yep. rearranged on the freeway, I want her right. to feel safe. Nope, that makes sense. You know, I, there's got to be I, there's got to be one car in the fleet that is without worry. Yes, right. I just there's got to be one that is warranty, no worry, new, whatever. Sure, just for the wife and kids. Uh, I I just. I have to. For myself, I don't care. I'll drive around in the old thing because if I get right. stranded or something breaks or whatever, I'll just deal with it. Right. That's but happened. you don't want to worry about that we, for your family. dealt with that 100%. in the past. It sucks. <laughs> when Jesse's like, yeah, hey, the, the, whatever, it's, it's broken again. <laughs> go, oh, my God. Okay. So call up AAA and then I got to yep. fix it. And there's no, it's, it's a disaster. I don't well, like that. Well, it'll, it'll at least be interesting looking for something. Yeah, I like looking. So yeah. uh, Jesse does not like looking. So I'm going to let her off the hook this time. Sure. And she just, I'm just going to surprise her with whatever I get and bring it home and give it to her. Yeah. And I usually make good decisions, so she's... How long do you have this rental for? $1,500. <laughs> that, That's my limit on the insurance, what they'll pay. Okay. So, so how many days does that get you? $50 a day. So oh, what, like, well, that's like a month. For, that's a yeah, month. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's a month. So it's, it should be okay. I should yeah. have the wagon back within a month. Um, it's over at Raymond Auto Body, which is the well, shop I'm, that I like. I'm and, curious if they're going to fix it or just total it out for you. I don't know. I mean, we'll find out. Well, you don't want it back. I do not want it back. Right. Well, don't say I'm getting it back. Well, whatever. So I'll either get the money back right. or the car back, one yes. of the two. Gotcha. If I get the car back, I'm trading it in. If I get the money back, I'm buying something else. That's, gotcha. That's Makes all sense. there's to it. Never driving this thing again. It's just. Yeah, I got it's, it. It's, it, I don't know. I just can't do it. Well, especially the damage it. that it sounds like it's sustained. Yes. I, it, it's okay. I mean, structurally, it's probably okay. Suspension, everything like that. Yeah. But I just, in my mind, have this thing where once something is damaged like that, I just don't want it anymore. Yeah. It's almost like when uh, the, the kid in Toy Story is like, I don't want to play with you anymore. <laughs> and he drops Woody into the trash can yep. or whatever. That's what I feel like with a car that gets wrecked. Like, mm. I don't want to play with you anymore. Yeah. You know, if my 911 got wrecked, I would ha even have trouble really? with that too. Yeah. I just like... I would just be like, oh, no, you know, it's just... Never the same? Never the same. I don't know. It depends on what could be fixed. I right. guess I don't really... I mean, you replace the entire front end of your car. Right, but it just 
feels different when it gets smashed when you smash yeah, something i know what you, you know, mean. it's just it's just not there so i also uh almost sold the vespa okay this is oh no oh my god this was what is the one thing when someone's coming over to look at something that you're selling uh-huh what is the number one thing you don't want to have happen? it won't start it won't start yep 100 <laughs> percent. it won't start yep so I'm like, send me your ETAs. The guy's like, all right, I'll be there in a half an hour. I'm like, great. So I go out there uh, uh-huh. 10 minutes before to wheel it out of the garage. Oh, no, you got to go out there far before that just to make sure it starts. I didn't have any extra time, really. I had other things going on. Okay. J- Jesse was gone. The Sometimes kids were I'll home. either warm it up and then be like, all right, now it starts. And then it starts really easy. Yeah, I don't do that because I feel like that's cheating. It's, it's a little cheating. Yeah, I just I want it to be you, nice and cold. Yeah. Anyway, um, I go out there. 10 minutes before the guy gets there. I'm making the kids lunch. I didn't have time to go out there okay. any sooner. I just didn't. I, I And it's hot. I'd been out weeding in the garden for like Ugh. two hours because Jesse can't do it. And you're a farmer now. I'm a farmer now. So I, <laughs> I'm just dripping with sweat. I'm sunburnt. I'm already just like having a, a day, right? I'm just, I don't like anything that's happening. There's no food in the fridge. So I'm like making the kids like uh, tiny sandwiches made out of Lunchable cheese and pepperoni. <laughs> it's, so it's like so lame. And so this guy, yeah, I'll be there. Like, oh, okay, I'll go out there. Won't start. I'm kickstarting. It won't start. Won't start. Oh, won't start. No. Will not start. I'm like, what is going on? I couldn't get it started. Finally, I had took the carburetor part, and of course, the guy pulls up in the driveway. Right, as the carb is sitting on as your the bench. The carb's on the ground, or not the car, but I had the air cleaner off, and it's sitting there, and there's tools and everything, and I'm just like, not a good look. Oh man, and it's not even that. It's just like, damn it, this does. I'm an asshole. Yeah, I'm an asshole because the guy drove all the way up. He's a yeah. half hour away, drove, and the thing doesn't start. And that's one thing you don't want to see when you pull up into someone's driveway is the thing that you want to buy is in pieces. Is in pieces. <laughs> not working. It's just it's kinda like it's kinda like pulling into the driveway, putting it reverse and back out of the driveway yeah. kind of type of thing. <laughs> so he walks up, he's like, Oh hey, he's this young kid named Logan. Like he used to be part of Euroworks back in the day. Okay. And, uh, I kinda knew who I was, but not really. And he was he was he's much, much younger than me. He's probably in his early twenties. And he pulls up in like a Nissan hard body truck that's lit. Oh, cool. Yeah, it was a pretty cool truck. And he had a thing on the back for a motorcycle. I mean, yep. he was all ready to go. Oh, right? he's all ready to go. And I go, All right, the thing's priced at seventeen hundred. I go, I I can't get it to start. Do you want me to I can either hang out with you and we can try to get it to run and you can pay my asking price, or you can take it right now and I promise you there's I don't know what's wrong with it, but it's something simple. Yeah. I'll take 200 bucks off right now. Yeah. I don't have to do anything. Yeah. And I can just go back inside and take a shower. <laughs> uh, so I'm literally willing to pay $200 to take a shower at this point. <laughs> the guy uh-huh. goes, well, I, I need to see it run. I need to yeah. shift it. I drive it. Wouldn't you want to? And I just go, yeah. 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 Obviously you, you need So I'm like, all right, well, so I took the carburetor out. I took it over to the workbench. I'm getting it. I took it all apart, blew it out. Oh, no. They're not big. I mean, you just, it's, right. if it were very easy, it took me five minutes. Okay. Put it back together. Won't start. Runs on brake cleaner. Will really? not start. Just won't start. Open the gas cap, figure out it's got some sort of vapor lock. Right. I don't understand. Will not start. Okay. Just fucking won't. <laughs> just won't. <laughs> and I'm, and I'm really mad. Yeah. Okay, I'm very upset at this frustrated. point. I'm crabby. I'm frustrated. It is hot. I'm in the sun. There's sweat dripping into my eyes. Oh. And I'm because I'm kickstarting this thing and I'm yep. exasperated and trying to get this thing going. And uh and of course one time I I go to after I put the carburetor back on, I went and grabbed like the clutch. Oh no. And I go to kickstart it with the clutch engaged and like oh, just and that like, hyper extended my knee. Yep. Because oh. there was no resistance yep. on the clutch. I'm just which is a unique scenario that you need the clutch out on that thing in yes. order for the kick ball to catch. Yes, exactly. So I'm like, dude, I'm sorry. I don't know what to tell you. It just won't start. I don't know. I don't it know. It was I'm running so fine. Sorry. It was running. Jake just rolled around the other day. Yep. It, it, it's, it's like two weeks ago it ran. I don't understand what's going on. The guy's like, all right, sorry. We'll call me when you get it running. So he drives down the driveway. Oh, no. And he backs out and turns away. And I'm like, I wonder if I pull the cold start <gasps> thing, kick it, runs. And I'm like, I can see him. Yeah. I can see his truck like a block and a half away. He can't hear me. You know, I, I whistle. <laughs> he can't hear me. He drives away. <laughs> so I turn around to grab my phone and it says emergency overheat. <gasps> so I can't call the guy. <laughs> I'm like, come on. <laughs> Jess is not there. So I, I'm like, you know, I'm like, <laughs> I'm so angry at this point that fucking phone doesn't work so oh. i take it out of its case i go inside turn the faucet on yep. and just shove it under the faucet yep. took like three or four minutes really for it to come back on call the guy up i'm like hey dude no, you know what i hear what on the other side of the phone 
because it's wet. The speaker's wet. I can't hear the guy. So I just yell at the phone. I don't know if you can hear me, but the fucking thing runs. <laughs> and he's like, why is he yelling at me? I don't know. So he he shows back up. Okay. It's I I it doesn't start. No. The fucking thing doesn't start again. No. And I'm like, I don't understand. It was just running because he had, I drove it around the, the neighborhood yeah. and I pull into the driveway. I'm driving it. The same As time, he pulls in. Pull up to my garage, turn it off. We talk. I'm like, all right, let's go. Turn it on. Won't start. I'm like, what, <laughs> the, what the hell? I look at the fuel filter. There's no fuel in it. Okay. I pull the fuel filter off the, uh, off the tube. Off the tube. Fuel comes out. Right. So fuel there. Yeah. What the problem is, is that that fuel filter is it 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 is somehow restricting the gravity right. feed. Yep. I don't know why. I've seen this before. It it just does. It yep. just I'm like, dude, this is what it is. I I promise you this is what it is. You pull it off, you put it back on, it and then the fuel flows in into that hose and you plug it back on and it will it will draw whatever's in that hose. Yeah. But it won't draw anything from the other side of the fuel filter. Why didn't you just put a hose on it without the filter? Bypass the filter just for now. For now means pulling the gas tank out. Because really? it's all inside the chassis. You can't get into it there? No, you can't get to it. Do you, you have can't. a little like barb where you can just pull that out and yeah, put a barb probably, in? in? Anyway, so he drives it around. We get it going. Okay. He dr- he drives it around. If It, it will lean out eventually. Yeah. Because it's just it, it just cannot draw the fuel. Right. Just can't do it. And he gets back. He's like... Eh, it's fun, but it's not for me. After all that. After all that. And it's not his fault. I, no, I kind I of know. talked him out of it, too. I'm like, what are you using for? He's like, oh, I live in this, you know, country area, and I'm going to drive it back and forth to work. How fast is it? I said, well, 65 is, like, wringing its neck, and it's yeah. scary. He's like, oh, well, does it do 55? Okay, I'm like, dude, this is not for you. <laughs> it's not for you. This is not what you don't, you don't want this. No, this is not right. going to be good. So... I gotta go get the title because I have guys. I have got. Oh, wait! You don't have the title yet. I don't have the title yet. I just haven't gone. I don't want to go to the DMV. It sucks. What were you gonna do? Just sell it to him with no title and a bill of sale. Here you go. Did he know that? Yes. Okay. It says no title in the ad. I'm not. All a, right. I'm not a sleazeball. Yeah. No, I know. So I got to take the four pictures to the thing, get the yep. title. We've been through this like every episode you. for like a month. I understand. Blah blah blah. <laughs> I got to do it. But you know what's sad? What is that? I drove it around the neighborhood, really, just kind of in, like just easily. Yep. And without a helmet, just driving yeah. around the neighborhood at like twenty miles an hour. It's the only time I've ever driven it without right. a helmet because I was just like, "Fuck this motherfucker." Yep. I get it. So I just got on and drove it, and it, you had fun. It was fun, and it wasn't that I didn't have a helmet on, but it was, it was fun. Yeah. It was fun. And I kind of understand why people don't wear a helmet. Right. Because it was really nice. It's much different. It is much, much different. You can't do it. You got to wear You got to wear a helmet. Exactly. Protect your noggin. But I really, really enjoyed driving it around at like 35, 30 miles an hour, 40 miles an hour. Yeah. This is so great. It's so fun. If you lived in the city, it would be the best thing ever. Yeah. But I don't. So, so (laughs) I got to get the title. And it's it's for sale. That's just kind of all there is to it. It's a... What a bummer. Oh, it was the worst. Speaking, I was so furious. Speaking of being honest about selling things, I actually had a listener uh, send an email with a good question that has to do just with that, about the ethics of basically selling a vehicle yeah, or let's, something. Yeah, let's do that quick. Well, I don't know if I would... I'll maybe get into my updates, what yeah, I've been yeah, going let's on talk about first. That later. Yeah, what do you got? What's going on? All right, so... I was leaving the studio here last week in the Cayenne, mm-hmm. and I'm getting on the entrance ramp, and I hear a thunk from the right rear of the car. The wheel fell off. I didn't know what it was. I thought it was like some suspension component went out or something, but I was like, well, oh, it but it's weird? driving fine. Okay. So I'm going to, I'm like a- entering the freeway, so I'm not going to pull <laughs> on the shoulder. It seems fine. Yep. And so I make it home, and there's a massive dent in a crease above the rear wheel. Massive. Well, sharp. It, it's not, yeah, it's sharp. Yeah, massive. Right on, the, sharp. right on the flare. Right yeah, on, so there's a plastic little fascia on the flare. That's totally dented in, and then the actual side in the metal panel is creased and dented. If you folded a dollar bill in half, it's about that size. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it's not massive. No, but, but it, I, I mean massive is in the fact that it is a sharp crease. Right. Something sharp hit it. It's like someone threw a brick at your car. So, yeah, I thought it was like, well, maybe something Go back on- to Woodbury! 
I assumed it was like the wheel kicked something up at it and it hit it, but there's no damage in the wheel well no, at all. You would, anything. The only thing you could have done is, you know when you step on a rake and there's a cartoon where it smacks you in the face? <laughs> that's you, what it would have been. drove over a rake. Right, that's, that's the, the only thing that it could have been. And I went back to the area after the next day and I don't. there's nothing in the road. Like nothing made sense. There's nowhere for anybody to throw something at you? Well, yes, because there was also a homeless encampment on that corner. Well, the mystery has been solved. I think so. Yeah, and someone just chucked a rock at you. Usually, I'm very observant of my surroundings, and I see what's going on, but I remember distinctly there was a cop that pulled in right behind me, and was following very close, so I was looking in my rear view, like, what's going on? Is he going to pull me over? Anything like this? And then I get onto the entrance strap and thunk. So I wasn't looking to see exactly what had happened. Yeah, you got you literally had a rock thrown. I'm at you pretty by sure some, that's what it was. Almost, dude. I think that was yeah, it. That's... So that's crappy. The car's over in the body shop. I'll probably that's have the same it body next. Shop mine is at. Yeah, yep. and Raymond. So it'll be back next week. They said that's They're a bummer. Doing it right. Here's the problem. You don't even like that truck anymore. That's not true. No, you told me I don't like this thing. You told me I like the Macan better. Yes, I do. Which means there's no reason to keep it. <laughs> so what are we doing? What are we doing, Jake? Nothing yet. Will I'm please, settling down. Will you please what? go drive an E63 AMG wagon with me at the dealer? Sure. Somewhere? Will you please? Will sure. you please? We can do, do that. It. We can do I, that. I think it would. I think you would really like it. I think it would make this Cayenne look like a pedestrian blob. <laughs> I, I think you would like it. Okay. So I, I am totally willing to drive it. I think you should drive it. I think it's just going to be a fast grandpa wagon. It's, it is fast. Take the brand out of it. You're such a brand snob. I know I, I you a Jaguar Sportback the other day, which is a cool wagon. Yeah, but then you're in a Jag. Yeah, so what? You're in a Jag. What if it's a good car? What if you enjoy driving it? I would be fine with that. They don't, you don't even know if you would be fine I with know it or not. If I know. Well, then I would be in a I, Jag. You're right. You need I will to experience your it. expectations other than the only thing you <laughs> seem willing to drive is Audi and Porsche. I had a Hummer, I'll have you know. Yeah, that's weird. Well, you're also like Harley guy, yep. truck eh, yeah. kind of dude. But I think that you could should expand. Like maybe drive like a, obviously there's no M3, M5 wagons or anything like that. Right. But like some I hype. love the idea of a wagon, but Nikki's not about so it. So it's not hers. Who cares? She has to look <laughs> Do what you want. Do what you want. Get the car you want. Yes. Stop blaming her for you not doing I'm what I'm blaming her? You are blaming her. Well, Nikki wouldn't like a wagon for me to have. <laughs> what if we shit? It's your car. Do what you want. You know, you don't need this thing. Or, or. get rid of the Macan and give her the Cayenne. I like because, the Macan. Well, there you go. It's a little smaller. It's probably a little easier to deal with. It does kind of- It drives much better. I, yeah, I would think so. I mean, they're both very nice driving cars. For but, sure. But the, the PDK, is so it's such a good transmission compared to the Cayenne has- you know, a regular torque converter eight speed. That's because it has to tow things. Exactly. Yeah, and it, and it does. You know what I was thinking on the way over here? I should have gotten a GTS with a manual transmission in a Cayenne. Yeah, why not? I don't know. I looked at one, too. What happened? I should have. I don't know. I, we won't go down that road. Um, speaking of other things, Harley, I, I, it turns How over... How much horsepower do you think an E63 AMG wagon has? 630. 603. Oh, okay. I was really close. You were very close. You were over-exaggerating for my benefit. You're like, oh, this, if Chris is bringing well, this up, it must be. I knew there was a six be. and a three. <laughs> <laughs> 603 horsepower. Yes. So 603. What's the zero to 60? 23 time, more than the Cayenne. <laughs> the 2021 Mercedes AMG E63. I'm not going to buy a 2021. But listen to this. Zero to 60 in 2.8 seconds. <laughs> seconds. Top speed of 186. <laughs> there you go. Nine-speed automatic transmission through four-wheel all-wheel drive. <sighs> it's, I mean... Yeah. yeah, and the styling I, looks good. It's kind of like sharp, it's muscular, not sharp wagon. And, blo- and yeah, burly, shark and blob. Yeah, blob. No, it's sharp. <laughs> it's burly and angular and like and angry yes. and, and luxurious. And the, dude, they're so quiet. Dude, I remember one time I went in, uh, to the the auto show, and usually you get gotta car, go to the auto show exactly. And you're in the car and, and or and you're in any car and like wow, it's really quiet in here. People are driving around. There's people talking and milling around yeah. at the auto show. Yeah. And there's, it's just like the cacophony of voices, right? It's, you right. can't discern any type of voice, but there's just voices. I got in an S class, shut the door. It was pin drop silent. You <laughs> couldn't hear anyone. Yeah. Mercedes is the only brand that isn't constantly shifting the foundation of what it stands for. Interesting. BMW changes things. Audi's a little bit better. Volkswagen's all over the place. Yep. Uh, uh, Porsche is 
kind of all over the place. Yeah. You know, with some of the stuff they've yeah, done. The SUV and the Taycan. Mercedes is quiet. They just make their cars. They make the luxury cars that are quiet. Head down. Head down, and they just do it. And they just grind away making a Mercedes. Mercedes is what it is, and it's yeah. what it's always been. And I love that about the company. I and wonder I, if that's why I don't like it. It's boring. It's not boring. It's awesome to stay it's true to your beliefs and the foundation of what you I, I that's, don't disagree. That's a good thing. I don't disagree. It's a good thing. It's a heritage thing foundation company that doesn't constantly have to vacillate in its beliefs vacillate vast you know what vacillate means you know what vaseline means, is no, well kind of the same type of thing <laughs> vacillating is kind of like shifting back and forth yeah. you know trying to find purchase you know like right it's it's exactly what mercedes doesn't do and technically i don't really love a lot of the uh, why Mer do they have so many suvs why does everybody have so many suvs they have a GLA, they have a GLB, they have a GLC. They, I'm well, pretty GLA sure they have a, a GLD. GLE is like a hatchback car. A GLA is... That's a CLA. No, yes. Yeah, you're right. You're yep. right, you're right. Yep. Um, I don't, everybody's got a million SUVs now. It's so dumb. Yeah, it's, I know, it's dumb, it. but they also make a 600-horsepower station wagon. You're right. That, that, is, is, that, is that is cool. cool. That, is that is cool. Undeniably cool. That is cool. And uh, they also have air-conditioned seats. I know you're into that type of thing. Yeah, uh, pretty but, nice. But you can get an older, <laughs> older AMG wagon. You don't have to get a brand new one with the MSRP of $112,450. Yeah, I, I do not you need that. You could get... I guarantee you, you could get an older one that's kind of like your Cayenne, yep. where someone paid way too much money for yeah. it, and now it's 40, 50 grand. Right. And it's probably got lower miles on it, and you could just, oh, it would be so, what a great car. <laughs> you just want me to buy this so you can drive it? No, no, not necessarily. I just think you are very, you're, you call me close-minded, yeah. you are way more close than <laughs> I I would own and drive almost anything, almost anything, mm. just to, exp other Anything interesting, mm, right? In the yes. in, in the world of interesting things, right? Yeah. We're not talking about a, a, a playing card well, deck full of the a, two of you hearts. Go. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's, you know, you, you have certain cars that are cool, right? Yeah. With something with, uh, you know, as, as the DWA guys would say, a sense of occasion. You know, sure. driving while awesome crew kind of coined that phrase. And that's kind of what you want. It's something right. that it shows that you have taste. <laughs> It shows Whether that, it's good taste or bad taste, no, well, it's taste. It could be, but it shows that you made the conscious decision to go a little bit further and choose something. Where something like this Equinox shows no taste. Oh, no. It shows yeah, that, that's zero. I don't care. This that's is, not even bad taste. That's just you can't taste anything. You can't that taste is, anything. That is bland. It is bland. Absolute. It is like Not eating, even vanilla. It's like eating a rice cake. Yes. You know, There's not the, even was, vanilla in it. Or thing or whatever. It's a matzo thing. It's the unleavened bread that Jewish people eat. It's that really thin, <laughs> yeah, crusty yeah, bread. Yeah, yeah. They have the days of unleavened bread. It's the Jewish holiday, and you have to go through your whole house and clean out all yeast. There's no leavened anything, no bread that what has risen. What do you risen. do with your yeast? You, you have to vacuum and clean everything. You clean really? everything, and then you can only eat this crappy little bread. Because it shows that you sacrifice things. Chris on Judaism. Yeah, yeah. Was, yeah was, I had a, I had All right, a you don't you, upbringing, that's for sure. You don't care about my Harley, so I won't tell you. Um, but I do want you to explain to me. I've been driving the old 911 a lot lately. Did you bring it today? Yeah. Finally. The first what? time you've driven it to the studio this uh, year. It's not true. Oh, it is. No, it's not. No, it's not. No, I've been I've had it out a couple times before. Mm. But I think I either leave before you or you don't see it or something. Okay. Anyways. Explain to me this oil canning phenomenon or okay. sound that 911s can experience. So there's a there's a torsion bar tube that runs through the car that holds the torsion right. bars in a 911. Right. So you have the the swing arm comes out of the torsion bar tube and then that goes all the way through. Right. When you have lateral, you ever um, do you know what oil canning is? Yeah, like, it's where like you take an old metal oil can and go thunk 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 thunk. Yeah, exactly. That's when the metal kind of pops back and forth. Right. And, and I'm guaranteeing you're probably not having this because this is like something that race cars have because they have slicks and 10-inch yeah. wide tires. Yeah. But it's at the center of the car, you actually have the chassis kind of do the same thing. It pops okay. in and out kind of by the shift tunnel. And what they did is they, uh, or the shift ax, the shift hole access, the transmission sure. to adjust yeah. the shifter, they put a bunch of extra uh, bracing. bracing in that area gotcha. and on the torsion bar area to try and stop that from happening. Okay, if that's oil canning, I'm coining when I'm hearing beer canning. Uh-huh. Because from the right front side of the car almost in the passenger footwell under hard cornering or like the right bump surface wall turning I, it literally sounds like someone's just taking an empty beer can and going think 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 it's probably your sway bar and link or something that's what i'm wondering yeah, that's, that's there's not a lot there's nothing else that it could really be right. or maybe the that's upper what i'm bearing. hoping yeah all that stuff's pretty easy to okay. figure out there's not like a million control arms on there no there really are not it's have not you done an your bushings 
Yeah, I've done the bushing. So, but you didn't do your sway bars. No, your I didn't. Links and your no, bushings. I didn't. Do those. That'll okay, probably, that's probably that'll what probably it is. That makes sense. Yeah. All right, that was it. Uh, oh, listener question. Yes, All right. let's do it. So, a listener with an amazing name. His name is Jake. This isn't just me, but the amazing name of Jake. Great name, of course. He sent me the following email, and it was it was good enough and interesting enough. I think we should read it and give some opinions here. All right, Jake says, "I'm the proud owner of a 1967 Fiat 500, bright orange, ridiculously cute. The sort of car where folks from all walks of life stop, turn." take photos and ask for rides chicks routinely give me a look while i drive by (laughs) at least that's what i read it's a lot of fun it's also a bit of a sleeper in the previous in the sense that the previous owner swapped out the stock 500 cc motor for the later model 650 cc which is a 50 percent horsepower increase from 20 to 30 (laughs) watch out world he says (laughs) now i recently got a vtech swapped classic mini cooper to fill my itch for tiny cute cars so i listed the fiat for sale on craigslist and Facebook. The Mini is coming out on the Overcrest Rally as soon as he gets the seal of approval and hearty handshake from us and Chris, or free, uh, from me and Chris, he says. Uh, I got serious interest from a local buyer who else you shall leave nameless. We went back and forth and he came out to test drive the Fiat. The Fiat takes a little getting used to, like any 50-year-old car. Yeah, they got quirks and little nuances. But and- the guy got a feel for the shifting and rev matching within a couple blocks. We chatted and it turns out this was going to be his first classic car. I told him it was mechanically great and had never left me stranded or needing anything beyond air in the tires, gas in the tank, and oil top-ups periodically. You know what's funny is when the guy came to look at the scooter, yeah. he was asking me all kinds of questions if things worked or not, and it, oh, it doesn't need cables, and I go, dude, this is not a project scooter. It runs great. Yeah. You've been through the project phase of <laughs> yeah. the scooter. Oh, man. What a disaster. So... Jake says that sales day comes around for the Fiat. Buyer comes and picks it up. I write him a bill of sale, hands me a check. Red flag number one, he says, but I chalk it up to naivety and hands me the keys. He's gone all of 20 minutes and I'm standing at the bank window when I get a text message saying, hey man, it won't go into gear. He takes a breath, deposits the guy's check, and then gives him a call. And the guy was also on the phone at the time canceling the check. <laughs> yes, you cannot take checks. Yeah. Uh, quote, I was just driving along and it wouldn't go into gear. I try to diagnose over the phone and being a good Samaritan. I drive out over the Bay Bridge from San Francisco to Berkeley to go see the new owner and my former car on the side of the road. I hop in, start fiddling. It starts up fine. Clutch feels normal and the shifter wand moves easily and freely just like normal. I crawl under the car to see if a linkage snapped or a pin fell out. Nothing obviously wrong. No major oil spills, no funny noises. With the engine running, I put the car in gear and it won't go into any gear, forward or reverse, can shift, but no movement at the wheels. Long story short, he calls up an old Italian car mechanic and diagnose it together. He says, E le frizione. It's the clutch. It's fucked. Oh, <laughs> frizione. Oh, yeah. Long story short, feeling bad for the guy, I tell him that if he can get a tow truck and get the car back to my house, I'll take the car back for $500 less than he bought it for. It cost the buyer another $500 to tow it back, and now I have my car with a thrashed clutch, and a buyer is off with a sheepish look on his face and a lesson learned. Mm. So So what's the question? There is no question other than, actually, there might have been a question. I don't remember the question, but it was basically just hot take. Is this how it should have went? Right, yeah. I I wouldn't have taken the car back. I wouldn't have either. Uh, I would have said, I'll pay for the clutch parts. You pay for the labor. And you kind of meet in the middle on something like this. You know, just because he was just leaving. Right. You know, that's kind of where you go. I know. I would just because you don't have to do this. You can just be like pound sand. Legally, uh, uh, caveat emptor. Yeah. Buyer beware. Yeah. You don't have to do anything. But But, being a nice guy is like, hey, I'll buy the parts. You pay for the labor. Yes. Or whatever you want to do. Or if you're mechanically inclined. You know, I'm more than happy to to help you or teach you how to do it. You know, I wouldn't go that far. Now you're. In a weird, no. Well, yeah, I guess maybe I would do, or I would think about if I didn't want to pay for the labor and he was figuring out, maybe I would just do the clutch for him, right, or something like that. Even that, I feel like, is going too far. Here's what I told him via email. I said we'd explain this in the podcast, but my first thought, first of all, my first thought was, is this Fiat now for sale, and how much are you asking? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. Second thought was, I've had this issue in the past, and what I've learned to do is be very. Uh, very straightforward and transparent, but also feel out and say, this car or vehicle runs perfectly for me. I'm not trying to pull anything over on you, 
but it is an old vehicle, it will break down or need repairs at some point. And I want to make sure the people who are into the car know what they're getting. Yep. And it's, it's all about setting expectations, right? Say everything works as it should as far as I know. I'm not pulling imagine, one over on you. Imagine if, but imagine if that's how it was. It's not you, my responsibility. Imagine going on a first date and being like, look, sometimes I piss on the toilet seat. <laughs> you know, that's just, you know, sometimes I don't put the bread Everything away. works, but. Uh, you know, this is what, sometimes I leave the bread open and it goes bad and it goes stale and it gets bad and. Sometimes I don't put the milk back in the fridge. Yeah. These are the things that I do. I'm good now because I'm giving you my first best impression. Yeah. Just so you know, yeah, yeah. Just sometimes I've, I don't put the toilet seat I've down. actually refused to sell things to people because I realize they're going to be a pain in the ass later. Yeah, that's happened. Right? Yeah. So I I think he went above and beyond. He did definitely go above and beyond. Ideally, you say, hey, you work out some sort of compromise where everybody's happy just out of you know, ethical, you feel right. Everybody feels good. You know, when you, when you have something like this, buying and selling, okay, let's say you're, you're, you're selling a 1996 uh, Honda Civic right. with a manual okay. to some dude right. and the clutch goes out as he's leaving. Fuck it. Fuck that guy. <laughs> Why? Because it's a Honda? Because it's not a passion purchase. Okay. okay. It's, it's not a passion purchase. It's not, it's not something that's done out of love. It's utility. Okay. Now, when someone buys your 67 Fiat 500 or whatever it was. You were saying yes, you want to help them out because, because it's, you're part there's of like passion a, of the there's, car. There's passion of the car. You're part of a classic car community. Interesting. You want to have good relationships with Interesting. people. Interesting. That's and, true. And so when, it, when there's passion and love involved, you, know, you, want, you want this guy to enjoy driving in the same way that you did. Yeah. You, you want him to feel good and enjoy and, and, and be passionate about the car as well. You don't want his journey with this car to start out like, like a smelly sock where it's already bad from the beginning. You don't want to have him to have a good journey and a good right. experience with the car. So you might want to help him out. The guy with the Civic, screw it. You know, <laughs> you're on your own. Just like the guy that uh, drove my blue Golf. Yeah. And like a week later, it's like, yeah, what's happened? The thing blew up. Don't right. you check the oil? The turbo went out. Yeah. Not my fault. Right. I even offered him the turbo that I have for a good deal. Yep, exactly. I didn't even have to do that. And I was just kind of like, you know what? Screw this guy. Yeah. It's not my fault. So yeah. This is like 500, 800 miles later. Done. It was a $1,500, $2,000 car. Go away. For sale, as is, caveat emptor. Goodbye. All sales are Get final. Out of my life. Exactly. But if this guy had bought... Um, like a, like an old rabbit from me, and it was something that you know, and it's this, just this love, passion, enthusiast type thing. It's a different feel. It's a different. Vibe. I see what you mean. You want to go a little bit farther for those people because they're kind of like you, probably. Sure. You know, that these makes other sense. people. Who knows? Maybe they, you know, work at a check cashing place, and I hate those people. So they're just, <laughs> you know, who knows? They could they could be anybody. They could be jerks. They could be serial killers. People that like classic cars aren't serial killers. So we're all set. That's just a, that's across the board. Across that's, the board. That's your hundred percent. Okay. Wow. 100%. Yeah. It's if been you like up. classic cars, you are not a serial killer. That's true. Yeah. Because you're passionate. <laughs> that I is can, a fact. Psychologically, that I is can, a fact. I can almost bank on that because you're passionate about something. Okay. I, can, I don't think serial killers are passionate about anything other than their own resentment and and <laughs> la- their own resentment, their own lack of of being able to find meaning in their lives. So they have to go chop other people up and. And and uh, show everybody how much meaning they don't have in their life. Is that if what you, you learn by your a, wife's serial killer podcasts? <laughs> if, if you have a '67 Fiat, you're not probably not out there trying to think about chopping people up into little pieces and wearing their skin as a hat. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's our takeaway for today. Yes, yeah. So don't make hats out of people. Let's see. What All right. Before we get into our news, what have you got for yeah, us? Yeah, let's take a minute to give a shout out to our Overcrest Drivers Club Mender. menders. 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 Hey, mending. They might be mending whatever car they're working on. Yeah, that's true. Our relationship. Yeah, that's I, true, uh, yeah. that's true. Our members, drivers club members, head over to overcrestproductions.com slash drivers club. Alternatively, you can just go to patreon.com slash overcrest. For as little as five dollars a month, you can support the show. You get access to exclusive content. We have a whole bank of episodes yes, that are only for our drivers members. Yeah, you're right. As soon as we're done recording here on Thursday, you get episodes. Episodes released directly to you. You get inside access to our voicemail, to other communications, everything else. And you Head get to over feel there. good about yourself. Yeah. Yeah, this is really easy. For the cost of two Red Bulls, you can support two guys that put their time and effort, sweat, and everything into something for you. 
How much, s- how much sweat are you putting into this? More than $5. That's for sure. I'll tell you that right now. It's more than five Liters bucks. Liters worth yeah, of yeah. sweat. Yeah. So don't be a, don't be a freeloader. It's five bucks. <laughs> All right. We have some news to get into, Chris. Uh, Canada will ban the sale of fuel-burning cars and light-duty trucks from 2035. Uh-huh. Great. In an effort to reach zero emissions across the country. Well, that's not a surprise. Blah, Canada's blah, 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 completely blah. off the rails. Canada's gone. They are completely They're gone. They're gone? They're still in, like, massive lockdown up there. With no, they are to do for anything. some reason. They can't even come across the border to come on the rally. We had some guys apply. Yeah. I'm like, good luck. Maybe your, uh, your dear leader will let you uh, drive Trudeau. across the border. Yeah. yeah. Uh, if so you, if, they, if they do come to the rally uh-huh. and the United States lets them in, when they go back, they have to be, like, quarantined in a hotel for, like, 14 days. Seriously? It is absolutely draconian over there. Why? Canada is it's, off the It's rails. just big, wide open with bears. Like, what, what are they concerned about? Every Everything. <laughs> They're concerned about everything. Uh, let's see. Uh, Justin Trudeau said that only zero emission cars and trucks can be sold from 2035 with a mixture of investments and regulations to, quote, help industry transition towards that goal. Currently, only 3.5% of vehicles sold in Canada are electric. It's, it's too hard. They've got every distance is, is great. Yeah, it's you know, uh, that's just it. Up. What so, percentage of the population of Canada lives in like Toronto and Quebec? You know, and, and areas right. like this, and Edmonton, all these bigger, quote right. unquote, metro places. Yeah, metros is where the majority of people live. I guess. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. Well, enough. my my big thing is this is going to be actually a solid test of how feasible electric vehicles are on a countrywide scale. It's, in Europe, <laughs> in imagine? Europe, it's easy, right? Because everything is short distances, lots of metropolitan metropolitan area. Thirty like percent of your battery's uh, useful charge just when because it's, it's so cold. Yeah, and Canada is vast. I can't imagine this will go over well. What if you're in the middle of rural Alberta and you need to buy an electric vehicle now? Good luck. Need more like have to. This is all it's going to do is make gasoline cars very expensive. I think you're right. Kind of what it's doing here. So, good uh, luck, Canada. Good luck. Have yes. fun up there. Sorry, we can't hang out. <laughs> Let us know when your dad says you can come out and play. Oh. <laughs> My neighbor has a a cabin up in Canada, and he hasn't been up there in two and a half years. Sell it. He can't. Sell it. No, he wouldn't sell that. It's a private island on Lake of the Woods. Ooh, that sounds pretty cool. Yeah, it's If you cool. could ever go. If you can go. Yeah, yeah. who knows. Uh, authorities in the Massachusetts town of Sharon, not too far from Boston, state that an ambulance was attending to a crash on a road in a wooded area of the town. What happened next is just plain stupid. The driver of a black BMW X6 attempted to overtake the ambulance, but lost control of the SUV. Only a single image of the wreck was shared online, making it a little difficult to determine exactly what happened, but I can basically deduce. The X6 can be seen jammed between the ambulance and a grass embankment on the side of the road. It also appears like the X6 had rolled onto its roof during the crash because the rear window was shattered and broken glass can be seen all across the road. Apparently, it was a close call for paramedics and a police officer on the scene who were outside of the ambulance when it happened. Police have filed charges of negligent operation of a motor vehicle against the driver of the BMW. This guy was obviously flying around this ambulance on a super narrow road, though, because how do you flip over your car and roll it right next to an ambulance? How stupid do you have to be to do it in the first place? What how an arrogant. idiot. How arrogant do you have Lights to be? Lights on. They're obviously attending to something that just happened, and you're just going to fly around and pass him at speed? Yeah. Don't be an idiot. Do not be an idiot. All right, so we got one more story here. Actually, you know what I'm doing right now? What are you doing? I'm looking up E63 AMG wagons, (laughs) body style wagon. There are zero for sale in the entire country. They are rare, but we should probably go drive one of the sedans. Yes, we should. The sedans, like a 2014, uh, the 2010 is too old for you. You won't like that. Uh, Like a 2014 with- What do they get for those? 36 grand. Okay. The, the wagons are a little bit more. Okay. So let's see if we can find one with some lower miles here. Uh, lowest mileage first. All right. Here's one with, uh, <laughs> boy, people drive these. Uh, 40,000 for one with 30. Oh, there's one right there, a wagon. Ooh. <laughs> 36,000 miles. Okay. It is a 2014. Like it. 70 grand. Ooh. Yeah, they're, they're expensive. Oof. But dude, this, I mean. What about a Cadillac CTSV wagon? Yeah. yeah, they're fine, but this yeah. not, not anywhere near as cool as this thing. Not even close. It's just not on my cool meter. You, you haven't experienced it. You don't know. Have you driven an E thirty E sixty three wagon? A wagon? No, but I've driven AMG stuff. Yeah, you know, I've there. It's just muscle. It's 
fucking awesome. This one is they're all-wheel drive, 60,000 miles. Because the prices on used cars just suck right it's, now. It's ridiculous. God, it's so I know. lame. It is so terrible. All right. Anyway, so a Tesla Model S Plaid was spotted, quote, rolling down the road on fire before <laughs> exploding <laughs> in suburban Philly. It's no sooner that Tesla comes out with a new model that one is seen rolling down on a suburban street engulfed in flames before exploding. That was the case with one of the company's new Model S Plaid vehicles, and that is apparently the scene in a Philadelphia suburb where pro-Tesla blog Electric noted that the vehicle had caught fire under what it called strange circumstances. Uh-huh. The incident took place in Haverford, Pennsylvania, and the Gladwine Fire Department responded to the scene. They Nowhere sounds more like England than Pennsylvania when you talk about the towns. And Glad, <laughs> Glaverford and Haverwine? No, Gladwine, Gladwine. and Haverwine. They're happy about wine. Glad wine firefighters responded (laughs) to the 100 block of Rose Lane last night just before 9 to assist Station 25 with a vehicle fire. While Uh en route to the call, Chief 25 was advised that the reports were that a Tesla was on fire and was well involved in a fire. (laughs) Well involved. The Engine 24 with a crew of seven arrived on the scene simultaneously with Engine 25. Due to prior training classes on Tesla vehicle fire emergencies, Engine 24 laid a five laid a five inch supply line to the scene. Oh, oh my god! So that they could keep a continual pump water oh, and continual water stream on the fire to extinguish the fire and cool the batteries down to ensure complete extinguishment. Five inch supply line. That's what they use on high a pressure. That's too. what they use on a building. Yes. That's that's wow. five inches is a fire hydrant. Yes. Engine 24 and Engine 25 both deployed. What and a waste of water, too, by the way. Hand lines, just imagine for people how, in life. For these trying to be green, and this is the eco decision. Okay, so I didn't... We have water bands, I like, in the get, city, and here they are dousing the entire day's supply of water on small an tangent, EV. Small tangent. I was I tried to get this guy in the podcast, but Reuters won't let him on. It's against their policy. Okay. But he wrote an article, and there's they did some testing on how long do you have to drive a Tesla yeah. before it it's... It carbon makes, makes up for its carbon footprint that right. it had for where the energy comes from. Right. It's about, compared to its, like, Toyota counterpart. Sure. Like a CRV or a Camry or okay. whatever. It is, for a Tesla Model 3, with uh, kind of a mix of power, like if you have some solar, some wind, sure. some coal, it's around 15,000 miles. Okay. If you live somewhere like Pennsylvania where it's all coal, oh. you have to drive the Tesla for around 80,000 miles before its carbon footprint breaks is the even. same as that as the Camry, before it breaks oh. even. Yeah, it's not a green decision. Yeah, such a bunch of bullshit. Photographs released by the fire department showed firefighters attempting to put out the blaze, and as we have seen in many cases of the Tesla fires, the charred remains of the vehicle that once was. Attempting to offer up some form of analysis, Electric noted that the exact circumstances of how the vehicle caught on fire are still unknown. Why is it rolling down the road on but fire, the though? But also claimed that a witness from Narberth Ambulance, who was working as an EMT in the area, who was on the scene, said the call came in from one of the residents of the neighborhood who saw it rolling down the road on fire before exploding <laughs> in front of their house. The blog post then turns on the spin, theorizing a number of potential turns causes. Turns on the spin. Well, yeah, it's, it's freaking electric. There's super spin <laughs> on behalf of Tesla. In this case, the most interesting thing is that the vehicle appears to be a brand new Model S Plaid. Wow. Which is equipped with a new battery pack from Tesla. So, I mean, he concluded by this, saying the blog would wait for more information before drawing conclusions. Even arson could have played a role. I doubt and, it. And uh, there's uh, the lawyer for the guy that owns the car. Yeah. He just tweeted, our firm, Athlete Defender, so it must have been some athlete, I would surmise, okay. represent an exec who purchased new Tesla Plaid Model S, which is one of 250. On Tuesday, it spontaneously combusted. Our client was trapped and could have died. Oh, we tried wow. reaching out to Tesla and have been ignored. Wow. Yeah. That's so, not uh, good. Yeah, it's spontaneously combusted, so that's, that's what we all have to look forward to. Want to hear something else scary? Quick. Quick? Quick. We got, um, we got a call in 10 minutes. Okay. Well, here, I'll just I'll fast forward to our last story then. Okay. The Society of Motor Manufacturers and Traders in the UK recently published a report making a few startling observations. If the country is to use only electric vehicles, which, of course, is the plan, at least 2.3 million new charging points need to be set up around the country. So last time I looked at how much these charging points cost each, they're around $10,000. And wow. even let's say you you get it like a like some sort of 
cronyism volume, reach around from the government. Or I was going to say volume discount. Volume discount or whatever. Let's say they're $5,000. Yeah. That's still like $12 billion of wow. cost of chargers. I don't know. They're what. basically saying this is necessary to ensure that all drivers in the UK, especially those without driveways, have the ability to actually own and use electric vehicles without such a framework not only are people not going to be buying or using evs there's also a huge uh, impact on the automotive industry risking something like ninety thousand jobs somehow they figured so they're like this is a big problem so guys that's the thing you know we've here's, had here's the other thing that this didn't even go into let's say okay miraculously they get 2.3 million new charging stations yeah. how the hell is their infrastructure going to support that it's in not. In the UK. It's not. There's also billions of dollars that need to be spent on infrastructure. I think this is like the, when you think of the term of kicking the can down the road, yeah. this is what we've done is we've created these laws and we're going, well, engineers. Figure it out. Figure it out. <laughs> yes. You know, it's just exactly what we're what we're doing. It's, it's absolutely crazy. It's never going to happen. Never going to happen. So what have we got on Monday? Monday, we have an awesome interview with, with Matt Stone. He is the author of a book that documents the IROC series, and it's kind of its fledgling experience with Porsche in 1974. Right. We're going to talk about what IROC is, how Porsche got involved. I didn't know a lot about it. Yeah, it's, it's fascinating. It's gonna be, I, we haven't interviewed him yet. It's going to be in like 10 minutes, so I'm going to assume it's going to be interesting. <laughs> uh, yeah, I talked to him for a little bit on the phone. He's a really nice guy and uh, very well-spoken, so I'm assuming it's going to be a great interview. We'll have that for you guys on Monday, and we'll see you then. Take care. We'll be right back.